I'm feeling EP very abandoned right now in a lot of ways. But uh, EP, it's always good to be with you and hope you had a wonderful weekend. EP, I understand. You know, I uh, just got back from uh, Seaside, Florida, where we all gathered. And um, it did occur to me at one point, we go on these vacations and we have a fairly large family. Uh, we get, there were, I think, 10 of us gathered around at a beach house. And each day and night after the beach, we spent a whole lot of time playing games and visiting and doing all those things. And, and uh, really, that's the best part of the vacation. You know, just being with family, staying up late. I had the British Open on. EP, sometimes you call it the Open. Some people call it the Open. Some people call it the British Open. Uh, that was on. That was fun viewing because it was early, early in the morning. Then they would show the highlights or show the rest of it late in the night. So we could always have it on. And then it was also Shark Week. EP, I don't know if you dabbled in Shark Week. Don't know if you're much of an open sea, uh, open water fisherman or what, what kind of um, uh, deal you do in that regard. But, man. Some pretty interesting viewing, but it did occur to me, uh, EP. It, I, I thought, now why do we, why do we go all the way across the country when we could just all gather? We all live in the same area. We could all get together at our houses. But there is something about being at the beach, being on vacation, and it sort of promotes that sort of togetherness, especially when you're all in one house right there in Florida. But it was a big time. And EP, uh, I stayed pretty much in the shade, so when you see me at our big live event on Friday at Heritage Creamery, you know, I don't think you'll see like, oh my gosh, look how tan Mosley is. Yeah, I saw you on Twitter today. I thought you were all tanned up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, EP. Now, I didn't know you were uh, a purveyor of uh, a participant in the Twitterverse. Oh, yes. I but, so you saw, mm -hmm. you saw my... Uh, now, EP, let's let people know, I think most folks that listen to us do follow me on Twitter, at Matt Mosley, M-A-T-T-M-O-S-L-E-Y. EP, how can they follow you on Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? It would be at EPGarth1. Okay, and, and is the one a numeral? Yes, it's a numeral. E at mm -hmm. EPGarth1. Mm -hmm. All right, good, good. I know you have an alter ego for some of your other things that you do in life, so I'm glad we're using. This is the EP, at EPGarth1. And EP, do you ever put, like, historical facts or um, any sort of, uh, any? you know, do you, do you, do you put the, uh, the history out there since you've been a history professor and teacher uh, for part of your life? Do you, do you ever put any interesting uh, history notes out there on Twitter. Well, any time that I see uh, a story on Facebook or Twitter, uh, I will uh, retweet or uh, share because I like to, um, you know, put uh, interesting historical facts out there. And one of my favorite uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, uh, accounts that I follow is Traces of Texas. And uh, I usually retweet or uh, share everything that uh, pretty much everything that they uh, send out. So, yes, I, I like to put out historical information out there because okay. I love history. Sports, yeah, yeah. yeah, sports history, Texas history, U.S. history, world history, whatever the case may be. So. You've been known to do some history fairs and that type of thing. So 
we'll be on the look at, look for that. And that traces of Texas. That is a cool. That's a cool thing to follow. All right, um, some news around the country today, and uh, EP, we're getting close to three camps. Three NFL camps are going to open this week. Two of them are huge rivals from the past, from back to the seventies. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cowboys will open. Cowboys will open out in California for many years. I was there right for opening day. Won't be there, but I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll bring you all the news conference, and we'll make sure we we have that synced up and live for you. And that's Jerry Jones and everybody, and that will start. That'll happen Wednesday. And so we'll have a lot of coverage to get into. And uh, that's, uh, man, it's really exciting when it gets here. And and the fact that they're going back out to California, um, all of that is um, is is very exciting. Now I saw this, you know. One thing we're going to talk about today at three twenty is EP. There, Michael Irvin has come out today, and he is very angry, and he thinks that the Dallas Cowboys are not trying hard enough at something, and it involves vaccination. Now, EP, you and I are smart enough not to dabble in trying to convince our listeners we will let them make their own decisions, okay? We're not going to come in here. We'd like everybody to be safe, and we want everybody to stay healthy. We're not going to use this. But Michael Irvin believes the Dallas Cowboys are not doing enough already to win a Super Bowl. We'll tell you more about that at 320. And, uh, EP, that will be an interesting discussion. And I want to remind you, 340 today. Or I'll just tell you, uh, Travis Brown from the uh, College Station, the Eagle, the Eagle, and uh, that's a newspaper there. It covers the Texas A&M Aggies. He is live and going to join us. I've known Travis for many, many years, and uh, he is he is at the SEC Media Days, and there's a lot going on there. The A&M Jimbo is going to talk on Jimbo. The uh, the A&M coach is going to talk on Wednesday. But uh, Travis is going to set the scene today. And, EP, I don't know if you've attended. You you sort of got to participate in a Big 12 media days the other day because you were running everything and producing the show as the Big 12 media days were being held. And that's an exciting time. Uh, Imagine, EP, if you would, like that group that got together up in Arlington for Big 12 media days and then quadruple it. Quadruple the media, the attention, and then the fans who show up in the parking lot in their RVs. And that's what you have with SEC Media Days. And so we'll kind of get the scoop on what's going on in Hoover, Alabama. EP, have you ever been to Hoover, Alabama? I assume that is not far away from Gulf Shores. I don't know if I have that right or not. I don't exactly know why they gather in Hoover. I would assume Hoover is somewhere over there, Alabama. I just don't know how far it is from uh, Florida and Georgia. I, somebody will know out there where Hoover is. EP, have you ever had any occasion to spend time in Hoover, Alabama? Uh, no, I have not. But I, um, you know, as far as the SEC is concerned, I'm a big LSU fan. And have been for a very, very long time. Even before I was a Baylor fan, I was an LSU fan. And now that's a long story. And then unless you want to know about it, you better not ask me why. Because uh, it just, uh, it, I kind of married into the family. 
And uh, it was uh, something that uh, I embraced at the time because I was a big sports fan. And uh, so I, I, I paid special attention to the SEC for many, many years. Did you know that the SEC, <clears throat> that several teams from the SEC actually uh, came to the, when the Southwest Conference organized back in the late 1910s or the 20s or whenever it was, that uh, several teams, including LSU, attended the organizational meeting for the Southwest Conference. But they decided not to join the conference and went back home, and then they formed their own conference, the Southeastern Conference. So a little bit of a history very, lesson there for you. Very fascinating. And uh, I assume maybe maybe already Texas was scaring people off like, they, like they've done in the Big 12. You might recall. We used to have some friends called the Aggies with us and the Cornhuskers and the Mizzou Tigers and uh, Colorado Buffaloes, and they've all gone for higher ground. They sure have. They, mm-hmm. they all headed over to the SEC. Now, I do have some good college football news for you. Now, EP, just so I have this straight, if Baylor lined up tomorrow and played the LSU Tigers, you would root for your alma mater, the Baylor Bears, wouldn't, wouldn't you, or would – or would you have a hard time making a decision there? Uh, I would have a hard time making a decision there, but it's like wow. my, my beloved father-in-law, who's no longer with us, once said when I asked him the same question, because he was a huge Baylor fan, and then, of course, he went down to Baton Rouge and lived there for 23 years and became a big LSU fan. And so I asked him one day, I said, OQ, uh, who would you root for if LSU and Baylor played? And he said, I couldn't lose. So that's what he said. Or I, I couldn't can't lose. I can't lose because both I want both teams to win. So Yeah. Yeah. I hope there's nobody out there that feels that way about like Baylor and TCU. You know, it's okay for LSU and Baylor to feel that because they're not, you know, natural rivals. But I would really hate to hear somebody make that statement. That same statement about like Baylor and TCU. Yeah. Like either way, I'm fine. I, unless you're like the Tejada family and you have kids on each team, you know, and you have somebody playing cornerback for Baylor and cornerback for TCU, and then I could kind of understand it. All right, uh, college football news: the Baylor uh, senior duo of Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie have landed spots on Monday's Bednarik. Uh, award watch list, the Maxwell Football Club announced Monday. Now, uh, some people called Chuck Bednarik. Some people say Bednarik, but uh, Bednarik just sounds more. He's a you know I kind of think of him as a Philly guy. They used to call him Concrete Charlie, and he was probably the scariest hitter of them all back in the day. Maybe he was Butkus before Butkus. He was Bednarik, and I think it was Bednarik in that famous photo EP who hit Gifford <clears throat> when Gifford – was Gifford playing for the New York Giants? Would that have been right? Gifford was – was Gifford a quarterback or a running back? He might have been a running back. Anyway, there's some famous picture of Bednarik just destroying Frank Gifford back in the day, and it was one of the ugliest, scariest hits you'll ever see, and Bednarik just stood above him. All right, so uh, – the Baylor, so Bernard and Petrie uh, land on that list and uh, been presented to the College Defensive Player of the Year. 
since 1995. Now, I'm trying to th- – I don't know exactly – I'm looking to see how many players end up on this list. I would imagine it starts with a pretty good number, 20 to 40 players, something like that. But I'll say, EP, that in, – and in Bernard got hurt last year, but Petrie – for my money, and I, I am biased toward the Bears at times, but I'll tell you, and I'll, I'm the first one to tell you if they play poorly, but Petrie is, in my mind, the most dynamic defensive player in the conference. He is unreal, and and he he will hit you. He intercepts the ball. He's uh, He's been called one of the top safeties in the country. He's, he's, he's a little bit of a hybrid-type player. Um, I, I just think... I think to Baylor fans, EP, I don't know how closely you followed Petrie's career, but when all the scandal happened, Petrie was pretty much the only recruit who held, who hung in there and, and stayed committed to Baylor. And obviously the rule comes in and they collected people and they moved on and they got better and all of that. But Petrie was the only recruit who hung in there and said, okay, I'm going to come here. And I, again, I never held it against the other kid. I mean, my gosh, they all got recruited by another staff. I never hold it against those kids at all. But Petrie, for whatever reason, decided to hang in there. And EP, I would say that Jalen Petrie, when his career is done after this season, will go down as one of the more beloved uh, Baylor football players of all time. Well, deservedly so because he was very loyal to the school. That was the, that had to be a very difficult decision because you know, Art Riles was a very popular football coach, uh, high school years, and uh, they loved him at Texas Tech. They wanted to hire him. Baylor got him instead, and look what he did for Baylor. But and then he leaves under those adverse conditions, and for Petrie to stick, to, you know, stick with Baylor. Uh, it is is amazing, and uh, you know, I hope he has. Uh, I hope he. I hope he wins. I hope he wins the award this year. So good for him. I I uh, I agree. By the way, we were talking about where the SEC media days, and I was quizzing you about Hoover, Alabama. I mean, you are a well traveled guy, but another well traveled uh, individual, Tom Barfield, mm. um, who is monitoring our show. EP, watch what you say. He's he's uh, he's listening. <laughs> um, Hoover is just south of Birmingham. Isn't Hoover that where is just the... south of? So that's uh, that's that is uh, obviously boy, I like that. That's that's uh, that's Crimson Tide country, and uh, so Hoover, Alabama, it makes sense. You want to have that right in the shadows of the Bear. The Tuscaloosa from Birmingham is about EP. I think it's about what forty-five minutes to an hour away. Uh, those two from each other. And uh, Hoover, Alabama, I think that would be a hoot to go to the SEC media days. Because now, I don't I think Barfield got to experience, you know, John always goes to Big 12 media days. I've been for, for a lot of years, and I think Tom had a really enjoyable stay there. But it's just hard to, I mean, it, it, SEC media days, it's just crazy. And uh, they show up, and Paul Feinbaum shows up, and folks go and just camp out. And I guess they're hoping to maybe catch a glimpse of their coaches or players walking in and out of there. I mean, EP, imagine that. Imagine, like, Big 12 fans just deciding to show up at the Big 12 media days at Jerry's place and just maybe park in the, in the um, park outside and just monitor all the activities. 
But uh, it is uh, SEC Media Days is something to behold. Um, I did want to mention Colin Morikawa. And um, I know Tom, I heard Tom talking earlier, is going to talk a little bit about this. EP, this is a young man that uh, is on a crash course with history and uh, only 24 years old, um, now has two majors before he hits 25. He's only played in eight of them, okay? He's won two of them, and both of those he won the first time he played in them. I mean, EP, going back, I know we talked about how all the golfers you used to love and Nicholas and all that. Think about how extremely hard that is. Now, Hogan and some of those guys used to kind of did not love going overseas and and playing in the uh, British Open. It was just too much trouble, honestly, back in the day. Well, obviously, travel got better, and, 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 and the British Open became a monstrous deal. But for Morikawa to have not really played that style of golf and then go over there, play in the Scottish Open the week before just to try to figure things out a little bit and then go to a course that has blind shots and that he doesn't know, and to win that thing is nothing short of remarkable. And um, just a a major shout-out to Colin Morikawa, who now, EP, will turn around and go represent America in the Olympics. So, I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Go win a major. Okay, congratulations. Now need you to get to Tokyo, and uh, I wish I could remember the name of that course. The other day I was looking at that course. But anyway, he's headed over there to Tokyo to play golf in the Olympics right after winning and represent our country. So really, really cool story from Southern California, Colin Morikawa, and then also EP, it was fun to watch Jordan Spieth, Dallas's own, fighting uh, and clawing his way back into that thing. And, and really, if Morikawa had made any mistakes – uh, Spieth was ready to pounce, and uh, Colin Morikawa does not make mistakes. EP, that is a pleasure to watch. Yes, uh, yeah, he was very happy about it too. I, I saw his uh, uh, post game, uh, his post tournament interview, and uh, he was a very happy young man. Very happy young man. Did a great job. Yeah. As he should. I mean, he just won the British Open. The Open, when it may be the most prestigious trophy in all of golf. And uh, that was uh, that was really cool. All right, we are going to talk about uh, Michael Irvin ripping the Cowboys next. We might even let, we'll let you sound off on the CNC collision line. And, uh, boy, EP, have you taken some calls? Can you take some calls if we had some people wanted to sound off? Would you be open to that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, all right, we might even have a few people call us. I love it when our people get all fired up. Uh, Are you with Michael Irvin? Are you angry that the Cowboys have not all gotten vaccinated? Or do you think it's none of our business and none of Michael Irvin's business? And the players can get vaccinated if they want to get vaccinated. Part of it will depend. Do they make it through the season with all their players? We will discuss next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaFont. We still could see a few scattered showers and isolated storms early this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low dropping to 72 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of an isolated shower or storm. Our high tops out at 89 and partly cloudy with a 20% chance on Wednesday and a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite TCU Horn Frogs, Stephen. I'm going to say that. You and and Brian Estridge (laughs) and John Denton and Chad Trotel. Those would be, and and you four would be my favorite TCU Horn Frogs. Does Jovan still claim the purple? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TCU grad. Okay. I should include her on that list. (laughs) One of my bosses. So y'all were my five favorite TCU (laughs) (laughs) Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, I want to talk to you about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. It's one of the hottest months of the year in Texas. Been a little overcast, which is nice. but still very, very hot. Some of the hottest deals around are at Alan Samuels, the new lineup of Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat. Ram has that three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back to back to back. The Ram trucks are the top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built-to-haul. It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. That's the 2021 Ram trucks, and that's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Love the service area out there, 55,000 square feet of space. Any maker model they will work on, and it's just a – it's really nice. They're efficient – and they've got so much space, you don't turn your car over and need about a week to get it back. They get it done, they do it efficiently, and they've won all sorts of awards for their service. It is Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. UMHB football program has promoted assistant coach Nick Brace from graduate assistant to a full-time position. Brace will coach defensive tackles for UMHB and will also serve as head coach of the Cruz Junior Varsity program. Hall of Fame wide receiver Michael Irvin is disappointed the Dallas Cowboys are not among the teams to reach the 85% vaccine threshold that would ease COVID-19 restrictions during training camp that begins this week. Astros lose their weekend series with the White Sox 2-1 
game. Astros start a series at home with the Indians tonight. 7-10 first pitch. Texas Rangers got swept by the Blue Jays over the weekend. Now go to Detroit to start a series with the Tigers. Tonight's first pitch at 6-10, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. Is it important to get a guy named early so you can kind of define your, your offensive football team around your starting quarterback? I think there is some merit to that, and we want to get the right person. And so whatever it takes to do that. So if it could be earlier, you know, in the fall camp piece, um, that'd be great. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. So let's head back to the Matt Mosley Show. All right, it is, uh, it's Matt Mosley, and um, I'm texting our next guest as we speak. Travis, I'm sorry we, uh, we caught you a little early there. Are you good to go right now? Because I, I know you've got some stuff. You're at SEC Media Days covering the Aggies for the Eagle. They're at College, Bryan College Station. Travis, are you good to go, or would it be better for you if we gave you a few minutes? No, I am. I'm good to go. You just have to wait for me to exit the uh, the main media hall here. You, you, you're live inside the main media hall as we speak. I want so you let me to find... talk really loud in there and just you know just, just uh, upset some folks. So sorry about that. Shout. I came at you a little earlier than I had anticipated, but uh, Travis, always fun to um, to get to catch up with you. I'll buy you some time as you move right on out of there. Um, is the is the media area at SEC Media Days there in Hoover, Alabama, is it starting to fill up a little bit? Are you starting to see people um, people uh, pouring in? The, the the circus is somewhat circus-like, Ooh, but it's not. It's, EP, didn't, I'm not hearing uh, Travis. Can you can you hear me? We were. Uh, do, we will. Do you read over and out? Get him back on the line now. Now I just hear. A huge echo of myself, EP. So Did you read me? Care of that. Over, over and out. Hello. Do you it read is me? The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Travis, do you have me? Okay, you don't have him, EP. So uh, that's fine. EP, just see if you can. Uh, All right, see we'll if work. You can, we'll work through that. That's right. fine. Won't you try to get him back on? And uh, we just got to Travis a little earlier than anticipated there. And uh, Travis uh, covers the Aggies, and he is at SEC Media Days and uh, watching that. And what a, what a crazy scene that is with RVs that show up. The amount of media is unbelievable. And uh, the Aggies will get ready to uh, take over here in, on Wednesday. And we'll hear from um, Texas A&M, and Jimbo will take the stand, and we'll find out which Aggies, which Aggies players that they brought. Lots of uh, lots of highly anticipated season for the Aggies. They finally have a new quarterback. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, and we'll see where this goes as EP attempts to uh, to get Travis back on the line. May have some issues there uh, in a bad cell. And um, while we do that, we'll just say that I would say that 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 crew and everybody there waiting on Saban, uh, it it is it's one of the wildest scenes 
uh, in college sports. They gather around. Uh, some of the fans from the different teams show up, Bama fans especially, and it's right there in Hoover, Alabama, which we have found out from uh, Tom Barfield. It's just right outside of Birmingham. And uh, EP, how are we doing? Are we uh, are we are we getting Travis back on, or are we still endeavoring to do that? Working on uh, reestablishing right now. Okay, all right, trying to reestablish Travis and. Uh, uh, we did announce earlier in the show that uh, Baylor, between Jalen Petrie uh, and uh, Terrell Bernard, uh, they have two Bedneric Award uh, fi- finalists. Or actually, they're on the watch list. And this is a huge thing, and it's a huge uh, compliment to those young men because that, that, that is one of the biggest defensive awards you can win and to have both a safety and a linebacker and already both these players are being looked at as uh, possible guys that will be at the Senior Bowl. The NFL is going to take a hard look at them. And this is going to be – it's a really – it's going to be an interesting season. But I think Baylor probably has three players that could be in the NFL. And uh, Apu Aika is, uh, is, is really – outstanding in the middle of that defense. So they have a nose tackle who can do some major damage. And uh, I'll tell you what we might do is just try to get get um, Travis on when we thought we were going to get him on at uh, 340, since it doesn't sound like we're uh, we're having much success with him. But that that's big, big news for uh, Baylor. I also, while I was out, well, I, I don't, yeah, I'm glad we're working on him. But if you get him, you let me know. Um, but, um and so Travis is joining us, the TCU graduate who now covers the Aggies and has made his way out to, to Hoover. It's interesting, and I'm, I'm anxious to, to hear from the Aggies because they were on the cover of Texas Football Magazine. There's talk of the wrecking crew. That is what happens when the Aggies start having some success. We bring up some of the old days, and we start talking about the wrecking crew in that defense in it. Okay, good. We have you. Travis, I'm sorry, man. I'm here. We, oh, we lost you there in the uh, the bowels of the the hall there in um, in Hoover, Alabama. I was just asking you when we were cut off what that uh, what that whole environment is like for people that have never been to the SEC media days. Is it is there a calm before the storm, or is it like the first day when you arrive? Is it already just completely covered up with media, and are people already out there in their RVs uh, doing Lord knows what? Typically, when you come out here to SEC Media Days, it is a circus and a half. You have media from all over the country, all over everywhere. You have fans in the lobby screaming and wanting autographs. and everything. It's usually just an absolute nutso circus. This year, a little bit more subdued. They had some restrictions on how many credentials they put out. There's some media that got all week credentials. There's some that just got specific days. And the fan section, there's usually a little a little corral of fans, if you will, in the lobby. Um, that has gotten moved out. I'm actually currently standing next to the fan corral out front of the uh the, the Winfrey Hotel here in Hoover, and there is not a single fan out here. I am the only one here. So a little bit different than normal years, but yeah, usually, I mean, as having gone to the Big 12 Media Days and having now gone to the SEC Media Days, 
night and day difference. It is it is nuts. <laughs> yeah, you've done it. You saw uh, we had, by the way, your old friend Gary Patterson on recently. Travis, proud graduate of TCU. And uh, but he, we like to talk about his new music. He was playing over at Billy Bob's recently, and uh-huh. all that kind of thing. So um, Gary is uh, Gary actually, uh, and Travis, I may have uh, copied you on this. He 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 came out and said that this reminds him of that Rose Bowl team. The chemistry he said he has on this roster with TCU reminds him of that Rose Bowl season in that era, which. Um, well, what is that? Not now, Boykin and those guys were 2014, but it was well before that. What was that year? Was that 2000? You know it by heart. 11. A uh, 2011. Year 11. Mm-hmm. Did your Did your ears perk up when you saw me tweeting that out about what Patterson said? Uh, when you tweet anything, Matt, my ears perk up. I mean, so especially <laughs> when you are tweeting things about the the purple frogs from Fort Worth, uh, I always I always it always piques my interest. I I don't know if. Max Duggan has quite the same uh, cannon as as the old Red Rifle did, but I'll I'll be curious to see. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, that's really interesting. I think Gary is is he loves having a chip on his shoulder, and he's had people say he doesn't have a big play receiver or talk about that one running back who left. And as only Gary could, he came on here and he said something to the effect of that running back was probably our third or fourth best running back, the guy who transferred out. <laughs> I, just, I thought that was so Gary. <laughs> to, Mentioned the paper to, tigers a few times. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Uh, he was in rare form, and also we we he uh, he we talked about some of his uh, songwriting. Talked to Travis Brown, who's there in uh, the media SEC media days for the. Uh, I almost said the Aggie newspaper for the Eagle. The Battalion. Um, I, I, I was I didn't a skiff guy, and Matt. I was a skiff guy. TCU Daily Skiff. S-K-I-F-F, is that right? Yeah, yes. The skiff, okay. At one point, they were thinking about shutting down the battalion on campus, and boy, there was a, some major backlash, and maybe they were able to, to save that thing. But uh, I, I, now what, other than focusing on the Aggies and everybody associated to the Aggies, give me your thoughts on Greg Sankey, the commissioner, talks today. I thought I, my takeaway was that, boy, he is he's echoing Bob Bowlesby and saying, Get vaccinated. Um, yeah. and, and, and six of the 14 SEC teams have reached the 80% threshold. Um, to me, that sounds you know, like they're moving in the right direction on that. And, of course, if you don't, if you don't meet that threshold, you put your, you do, you're at risk of not playing games. And even people who maybe are anti-vaxxers or don't want to get vaccinated, a lot of them are football fans. So they can have their own personal things with vaccinations. But, Travis, they want these football players out there. And uh, I, I thought that was interesting today that the commissioner of the SEC, he did not soft-shoe that thing. He was basically yeah, was- like, we need to get folks out there, and we don't need to turn this into a political football. Yeah, that's exactly what he said, and, and, and it, that's the lead to my story. It was a stark contrast. When you come in and you get to this hotel that we've been at a million times, and you friendly faces and no one's wearing masks and football it, it felt like norm normalcy it felt like normal times back before covid but then jerry sankey comes up and starts the whole thing off on the exact note of hey you want to look around and see why there's half as many people here this this go around and why we have you're, you're, everyone's up at a podium and you're not getting to talk to players in little scrums that's because covid is still a thing and it's still around and it's still things that we're having to talk about in preparation for this season because 
vaccination rates in some schools, some places are still low, as it is the case around uh, the country. And in the exact same vague but not so vague form that Bob Bowlesby talked about what they were going to do if there were outbreaks on teams leading up to games this season, it was kind of, hey, you know, there's not any wiggle room like they had last year to reschedule games to to make those things happen. A&M, of course, was one of the teams that had a a, a game canceled with Ole Miss because of the the, the uh, schedule shuffling that happened last year and an outbreak the Aggies had uh, in the um, in the in the season last year. But yeah, it's it's kind of sort of vaccinate or, or or risk the consequences. And of course, these schools, these coaches can't necessarily tell their teams to go or tell their players mandate them to go get vaccinated. But they surely now have a whole nother tool to say, listen. You don't want to be the guy that causes the outbreak that then causes a, a game to get canceled or forfeited. I mean, look at what the Aggies, a lot of expectations they had this year uh, going into uh, the season at being number five last year. A lot of people say that they could be on the verge of a college football playoff berth. And if you forfeit one game, if you forfeit the Kent State game, how is that going to affect that whole scenario? That, that, that could cost you the playoffs. So, yeah, it was a very, very... Uh, vague but definitive uh, remarks from from Greg Sankey on on how they're going to necessarily handle COVID, and frankly, I think it kind of gives another tool uh, to these coaches. Now, the interesting thing you go, I actually got to talk to Greg a little bit to the side and and ask, you know, like, well, what are some of these schools? And he he said he didn't ask, huh, which you know, uh, uh, interesting enough. But there's also reports and and there's there's things being talked around that he he told me about. Um, you know, if, if schools reach like an 85% threshold, then they can get the masks off. They don't have to wear the masks around each other of 85% vaccinated or, or, um, it, it, you know, players who are, do get the vaccine don't have to have regular testing. And these are all things that they're voting on and, and mulling through and talking about, but those could be possibilities in the future. And, and seeing how things could either look a lot more like the college football that we have come to expect, or could look a lot like the 2020 season. All right, talking to Travis Brown and, and talking about uh, what was said today at SCC Media Days. He is there in Hoover, Alabama. Um, I don't know exactly. I know it's not that far from Birmingham. Uh, Travis, I don't know how far you are from the ocean. Uh, if you're within striking distance, I would get over there. I know you've got a traveling companion who's a little older than you are. I would not try to take him to the beach with me. But uh, but I would try to I would try to make it over there. Many years ago, I had uh, lunch with the Southland Commissioner, and we really hit it off. There were three of us: uh, Mark Conradi and the Southland Commissioner, and myself. And we just had a great time. And we kind of uh, said, "Well, let's play some golf together. Let's get together." I mean, we just had to, we had the best time. I thought he was the greatest guy. And who do you think, Travis, that turned out to be? Uh, I believe that would be a Mr. Greg Sankey, right? Yes, that would be the SEC yeah. commissioner. And when he got yeah. that role, I thought to myself, you mean that nice, like, very unassuming guy is going to deal with all these vipers from Bama and Auburn? And you know what? The guy's done a really nice job, and he's been able to manage it. But I, at the time, I never would have thought. He was so sort of unassuming and just kind of a really laid-back type guy that he would be the voice of the SEC or the head of the SEC. And, it's really and a, interesting. And a strong voice at that. A strong voice. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, okay, so Travis is there covering it. Travis Brown, 
for the Eagle and reporting back to College Station. Okay, your biggest storylines that you have to hit. Now, you constantly, even with Kellen Mond having been there for it seems like seven years, and that was every year. Okay, is Kellen, what, okay, do, you, do they have faith in Kellen? What's Kellen going to do? Well, last year, A&M, everything you know, comes to fruition. They have a really tremendous season. But now this year, still high hopes. Uh, really talented players on both sides of the ball, but everybody's wondering the same thing: who is going to play quarterback, and and do you, you know? And are you going to feel comfortable about who that player is, uh, Travis? Who that'll come up certainly Wednesday. Do you think Jimbo has zeroed in on all this, and do you do you, have you been reading the tea leaves on who's going to end up with his job? Well, it's it's funny. We, we, uh, Jimbo Fisher was actually at the Texas High School Coaches Association coaching school on Sunday, which we did not get to attend because we were making the 10-hour drive out here to Hoover. But got to read some of the notes and transcripts in there, and there must have been some, one of our, our, our lovely colleagues from, from the, the Longview paper there because they were asking a lot of questions about Haynes King, and he had a lot to say about Haynes King. If you're asking me to put my money down, I would put it on Haynes King as being the guy because, I mean, he, he is as much of that kind of Kellen Mond um, prototypical quarterback that, that, they've, that Jimbo Fisher's worked with. He can uh, move with his legs. He can throw pretty decently um, with an offensive line that's a little bit uncertain um, with replacing four starters. It always helps to have the guy that can move around and create a little bit on his own uh, should things kind of break apart and fall down. And so I think Haynes King is going to be the guy um, and, and he had a lot of things to say about Hank King um, on, on Sunday. We'll be interested to see uh, how much he has to say about that because he's kind of been a guy that um, likes to keep it pretty close to the vest until right maybe the before uh, game week he'll, he'll put something out. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a big thing. I, I think the thing that, that to ask about this year um, and see how much we can get is kind of what I said a second ago, and that is this, this whole mechanism either – succeeds or fails on how well the offensive line can reload from losing four guys last year. Um, they got Kenyon Green back, who is an All-American. He's going to probably the best overall talent on the team. Um, but beyond that, they're going to have a lot of a lot of new guys, a lot of fresh faces on there, and, and it'll depend on how well they can adapt and, and jump right into SEC play on, on which way the season's going to go for the Aggies. All right, Travis, I hope they don't get uh, the, you know, the big head about uh, being on the cover of Texas Football Magazine. That was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, the Aggies, uh, all those defenders on there, and, uh, man, some of those guys look like they have spent some time in the weight room. I just wanted you to know, Travis, during our conversation, I did pull up some Haynes King highlights, and I'm watching that drive he had against Alabama. Aggies trailing right now 52-24, and he took off on a scramble. Crazy legs, Haynes King. This guy might be a little fun to watch. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Uh, now, any kid, even though Kellen Mond did have the ability to extend plays to a certain extent, if you see a quarterback really with some athletic talent that's moving and looks somewhat uh, speedy, you immediately think of Johnny. I mean, like that's the mm-hmm. that that seems to be the only point of reference for uh, for Aggie fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to put him in that category quite yet because we haven't really gotten to see a whole lot of of, of the arm talent. I mean, Zach Kelly. If you want the true pocket passer who has a little bit of a, of athletic ability, um, Zach Calzada throws an absolute just bullet. Um, but Haynes King 
does have that that little bit of something special, that little bit of playmaking ability, um, as he kind of was able to demonstrate a little bit in that Alabama game. He did actually end that drive throwing an interception in the uh, end zone, which is, you know, something. But uh, another year under his belt, and, and I think I, – you know, maybe it's just me being media guy and wanting to see something excited. You know, jaded media. I'm I'm old now, Matt. I don't know if you realize this. I'm old. Mm, I've done this for a while for now, me. Yeah. and I'm and I'm jaded, and I want to see something exciting. And so, probably that plays into a little bit too. He's exciting. All right, it does appear so on this one drive that I've watched, and uh, I, I kind of like what he was doing late against Alabama. Uh, and so, okay, now what do you have next? What's your next session? You say you're going to be uh, heading into a little uh, session. Who is this with? So South Carolina, we just talked to Shane Beamer a few minutes ago. I got to ask him if he was aware of the Bonham Trophy, which is, you know, the, the big, famous, being sarcastic here, trophy that A&M and <laughs> South Carolina play for because, you know, they're, they're longtime rivals and. In, in college football. Um, but the James Bonham Trophy that's housed in the Alamo, you should go look it up. Um, but other than that, uh, that's that's going to wrap it up for today. We talked a little Ed O today, a little LSU. Oh. Um, he got kind of pelted with some, some, uh, some pretty interesting questions up there, and we talked with uh, uh, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, who I know like probably two people on your show, actually listeners care about this, but throughout a Jurgen Klopp reference, a, a Liverpool – FC reference during so I, I did not have soccer European soccer reference on my bingo card for SEC media days this year boy Dan Mullen threw that out we do one of our top listeners a guy named Brian Fonville is a huge um, soccer guy English soccer so that would uh, that would definitely appeal to him but uh, that's that's good to know that Mullen's up there throwing out those kind of references well it's uh Exciting to uh, have you there representing, and we reserve the right. If Jimbo says anything crazy Wednesday, we'll call you. And, Travis, thanks for your agility there. We we caught you a little earlier than I had told you, and, boy, you just raced right down there and jumped on with us, and uh, I really appreciate it. If, 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 uh, if you missed any interviews, just blame it on me, okay? Hey, you know, that's fine. It's, that was, I was just demonstrating my, like, 30-second flat speed down the uh, – down the escalators, maybe some coaches will, will take notice and, you know, put me on a slow-pitch softball team. <laughs> That's right. All right, well, listen, have fun, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Thanks, Matt. Travis Brown joining us from the Eagle. Uh, out of uh, Bryan College Station, so it was good to uh, good to catch up with him, and he is there at Media Days, and uh, fun to fun to catch up with him. All right, now we are going to have a little bit of time here. We're at the end of the program, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about Michael Irvin and some of his comments. He is upset with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll tell you why next. Recently on Game Time. Is it important to get a guy named early so you can kind of define your, your offensive football team around your starting quarterback? I think there is some merit to that, and we want to get the right person. And so whatever it takes to do that. So if it could be earlier, you know, in the fall camp piece, um, that'd be great. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. 
elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. I want to talk to you about Heritage Creamery, 1125 South 8th Street, right over there across from Collins. Well, some of us spent our little time over near Collins where the uh, freshman girls live at uh, Baylor over the years. I'm married to Collins girl. You can go right across the street, and there's Common Grounds, unbelievable place to hang out. And then there's Heritage Creamery. And then Heritage Creamery has the new location, 13701 Woodway Drive. That's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road. Um, you can find out more at heritagecreamery.com. Open every day from 2 till 10. There's nothing better during the summer, the, the heat of summer, than going to an ice cream shop. And uh, all, these, uh, all these treats, listen to this, scratch-made cones, fresh-baked cookies, and homemade ice cream. Everything is 100% all-natural and made in their shop. And you can order by the cone, scoop, pint, float, or shake. Boy, Blake uh, Batson, Kimberly Batson, just do an amazing job there, and we appreciate them so much. And they will be in town Friday for kind of a grand opening celebration at the new location. And so come see us on Friday. That'll be at 3 o'clock, 13701 Woodway Drive, Highway 84 and Ritchie Road. What are you supposed to do when you pull up behind a truck that doesn't even have a hitch? I mean, it's like looking at plumber's crack. Do you cover your kid's eyes? Look away and switch radio stations? Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters asking for your help to end this embarrassing form of truck nudity. If you have a truck, at some point you need to pull something. It could be a trailer to haul stuff off to the dump. Maybe a jet ski, a boat, an RV, a horse trailer, even just a bike rack. The point is, put a hitch on your truck's backside. And at Pickup Outfitters, we actually install more hitches than anything else. Whether it's a receiver hitch, a gooseneck, or a fifth wheel, we'll cover your aspirations to not drive a nude truck. And all hitches are covered by the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. So cover your rear end with a new hitch from Pickup Outfitters on Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we're fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas. Check them out on our website at createacommotion.com hitches. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. UMHB football program has promoted assistant coach Nick Brace from graduate assistant to a full-time position. Brace will coach defensive tackles for UMHB and will also serve as head coach of the Cruz Junior Varsity program. Hall of Fame wide receiver Michael Irvin is disappointed the Dallas Cowboys are not among the teams to reach the 85% vaccine threshold that would ease COVID-19 restrictions during training camp that begins this week. Astros lose their weekend series with the White Sox 2-1. Astros start a series at home with the Indians tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Texas Rangers got swept by the Blue Jays over the weekend. Now go to Detroit to start a series with the Tigers. Tonight's first pitch at 6-10, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. E.P. Garth with you right up until uh, 4 o'clock. And uh, game time coming with uh, Tom Barfield. He's got a lot planned for you. He's going to talk a little golf today. That'll be good. And uh, lots of uh, news breaking today. Lots of things to uh, react to. We'll have more on this story tomorrow. But um, Michael Irvin in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram with uh, talking to Clarence E. Hill had some very pointed comments about the Dallas Cowboys. And right now, uh, the 32 teams in the NFL, 13 of them have met the threshold of having 80 to 85% of their players vaccinated. What it means is the players who aren't fully vaccinated have to still get tested all the time, wear masks, uh, have to separate. And if, of course, somebody they're close to gets COVID, then they've got to go into the protocols and all that kind of thing. So... Uh, there has been a movement, especially SEC today, talking about trying to get some of their players. Six of the 14 SEC teams now are 80% vaccinated. Again, this is not about where we stand and, oh, you either – I'm not here to tell you what to do. That's your own personal choice. But it does, as sports fans, it does impact us whether players can be out there, what they're allowed to do, and these are the rules. Whether we agree with them or not, these are the rules. Um, and the, the teams that don't hit this threshold will still have to be under all these different guidelines. And Michael Irvin came out today and basically called out the Cowboys and said he doesn't think they're doing enough. They don't w- want to win a Super Bowl badly enough. And, boy, he went on to um, really say a lot and uh, – some stuff that uh, they had to kind of clean up a little bit. He was very upset. And this coming from a player that was uh, known, and he had some issues off the field, obviously, but he was one of the hardest-working players in the history of the Cowboys. And when he was at the facility, no one worked harder. And he does not believe the Cowboys players are showing good judgment here in, uh, in not getting the vaccinations. It's something we'll talk about tomorrow See if uh, see if our uh, you guys want to weigh in on this and talk about it a little bit. But Irvin is angry that the uh, the Cowboys are not getting vaccinated, and he doesn't think it shows the commitment that you need to try to go win a Super Bowl. All right, EP, appreciate you today. Um, we uh, we've got some big stuff in store for you tomorrow. I'm really excited. Uh, been on vacation, but Baylor has made a new hire. 
Uh, they made a hire to replace Todd Harbor at, uh, at, at track coach, and we're going to – we're uh, – uh, trying to get Michael Ford on, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Michael has uh, been around, ran in the program, been a coach for a long time, and just a tremendous person and leader, and I think just a, a really great choice to uh, run the Baylor Baylor's award-winning track and field program, and uh, we will uh, we'll have Michael on and, and chat with him. All right, thanks to EP. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this one. We will see you tomorrow. Don't be late. 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fout, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears, ESPN central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals